give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to do something a little different. Praise team can sit down. I'm going to preach first this morning. We're going to throw it off a little bit. I didn't want to say anything to the praise team because I didn't want the enemy to uh, to uh, uh, throw a cork wrench and things. But uh, real quick, Josh, uh, let's go ahead and take up our morning offering while we're all getting settled and everything. That way we've got that done. Go ahead and say the blessing of the offering. Amen. As he goes around, grab your Bibles and let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians. The book of 1 Corinthians. The kids will stay up here with us today, which we don't have no little kids here, so uh, this morning. Amen. I want to encourage you guys. I, I was talking about this Wednesday. If you don't take notes or whatever, I want to encourage you guys to, to uh, listen, I don't care if it's an electronic Bible, paper Bible, uh, I don't care it, uh, what it is, but uh, as long as it's a Bible, the right Bible, I want to encourage you guys, bring your Bibles to church, bring a notepad, that way you can jot down some notes and stuff. Uh, Kyle, brother, brother Kyle's a, a school teacher, you know, and sometimes you want your kids to take notes, right? Yeah. Maybe not in, in math or whatever, but uh, but it, it, it's helpful because you can go back and look at them and see what you need to to uh, to make it right. <laughs> Reference. Got this thing called Citadel, where if you don't have it on your work phone, you go in there to lunch and do it. So I started. They don't take notes during class. They got to lunch. Oh, nice. Y'all want me to make you at lunch? Just copy notes then. Amen. So uh, we're going to start a new sermon series today. Uh, we'll do some praise and worship a little later, but I just wanted to throw the devil off this morning. Amen. The devil's been fighting, okay? And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's part of being a Christian and stuff. Sometimes he fights. Sometimes he comes against us. Uh, but we still need to operate in one main thing. If we do this one main thing, we basically got everything else covered in serving God. What is that? Anybody? What's the sermon series called? Love is. If we love like we ought to, everything else will be taken care of. Everything. We, you know, uh, we won't have to worry about greed. We won't have to worry about honoring your father and mother. All those Ten Commandments. If we love like we ought to, because it'll be taken care of. You know, love your brother as yourself. Love God. Uh, uh, you know, love him. Don't have any other gods before me. Yeah, you know, uh, is what he wants. You know, love him like you ought to. You do those two things and everything else is taken care of. Because if I'm sinning and doing stuff that I don't need to do, it's really because I'm not loving like I ought to. Loving God or loving my brother. If I'm having trouble with anger and being the person that I don't need to be, uh, it's because I'm not loving quite like I ought to be. Anybody ever struggle with any aspect of love in here? I'll, be, I'll raise my hand. I struggle with it sometimes. Certain areas, and we'll read about these here in just a second, certain area of these I struggle with sometimes. So then this, these, these things that I talk about, and uh, you know, Charity's going to be uh, in on this too and stuff, uh, they... Uh, they, they can, they, they're stuff that all of us maybe struggle with at some point in time. If you don't, uh, count your blessings. But I'm sure in some way, shape, or form area of these, you struggle. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, just kind of hold your place there. I want to start off reading this scripture, and I'll just read it to you. It's 1 John 4, 7, and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another. Because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Guess what? If you are not showing love, you ain't gonna make it to heaven because you don't know uh, you don't know God, Brother Travis. Amen. You, we have to. If we if we love like we ought to, then then. 
God is living inside of us if we've accepted Him. But if we are not showing love, amen, if we're going through the life being a hateful croon looking like a mule in the face and not showing anybody any love, God is not in us. And if God is not in us, we're not making it to heaven. Amen? We've got to understand, it takes more than sitting in the church, amen, coming in every day. It takes more than supplying food for Blake's uh, housewarming party. It takes more than being a part of every activity that we may do. We have to show love. You know, we have to. Remember that one scripture talks about the greatest of these is love. Love, we, cut, we take care of love and we've got it all covered. It sounds easy, but it's really hard. Amen? It's hard. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, If I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. I could be the greatest communicator in the world. I could I could preach a message and it just fire everybody up, but if I don't love, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Okay? I'm nothing. If we don't love, we're nothing. That's what's most important. I could be the greatest preacher. I could help everybody in Point Pleasant. I could give everybody $1,000 or whatever and be the most uh, uh, well-known pastor in Point Pleasant. But if I don't love, I'm nothing. It matters nothing. I could give the biggest offering in the offering plate. Amen? I could, I could give people new cars and new vehicles, and we could have the biggest church in Mason County, but if we don't love, we are nothing. Nothing. Love has to come first. Everybody say, love comes first. And if I give away all my possessions, verse 3, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Verse 4. Now we get to talk about what love is. Alright? And I'm going to take just a small portion. We're going to take certain portions each week. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. Oh, oh, oh. that hit anybody home? <laughs> Is not rude. Is not self-seeking. Is not irritable. <laughs> Travis is starting to point fingers. I'm sure if Charity was up here, she'd be like, "Amen, brother." <laughs> Sometimes I get a little irritable. I'll be honest. Listen, this stuff. This stuff hits us. This stuff hits us real. Okay, and does not keep record of wrongs. That's what love is. Not keeping record of wrongs. What does that mean? Not not keeping a record. Hey, you remember what you done to me way back here? <laughs> a year, three months, and three hours ago. You remember what you did? You said you would do this, and you never done it. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. Finds no joy in unrighteousness. That means when people aren't living for God, they don't find joy in. You don't find joy. That's what love is. We love God so much that we don't find any joy in unrighteousness. But rejoice in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. That's tough. That's tight, but it's right. Amen? So today, in this first message of this sermon series, I want you guys to listen up through this, okay? Listen up. I can preach over top of the babies, all right? Let's pay attention because this is important, okay? This is this is this could mean your salvation, amen, uh, uh, as, as uh, whether you make it to heaven or not because if we don't have love, we're, God's not in us. This could be very important. Amen? And once you hear it, guess what? You're responsible for it. Amen? 
Now, don't nobody leave. <laughs> okay? Well, I just ain't going to hear it. I can see somebody saying that. Well, I just ain't going to hear it then. Uh, but today we're going to talk about patience. Patience. And I'm not talking about hospital patients either. I'm talking about patience with things, uh, aggravations, people, all of those things. What is patience? I did a search online. Patient, patient online means, uh, it says that uh, when I looked at it online, the definition was able to accept or tolerate. I, I'm like almost getting goosebumps, right? Accept or tolerate delays. <laughs> Problems uh, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. <laughs> Is it hot in here or is it just me? <laughs> Let's read that again. Able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Thank goodness I have not seen the little old lady driving a white car on Sand Hill. That does not go fast enough. Drives like 15 out of Sand Hill. Well, there's your delay. But I, well, I know. That's what I'm getting at. But being patient means that we're not annoyed or anxious at those things. All right? King James Version says that that word patient, uh, I don't know if it actually is the description in the Strong's words or actually maybe it replaces word and says it suffereth long. Long. <laughs> Strong's Concordance says that patient is to be long-spirited. In other words, forbearing or patient. Joyce Meyer says this. Patience is not the ability to wait, but how you act while you're waiting. So I came up, I took all of these, and this is Brad's definition of patient. All right? To accept or tolerate things and people for a long time without being annoyed, anxious, and without being hard to deal with. That's my definition, and that hits me right smack in the face. But love is being able to deal with those things. Amen? Listen, we can joke about it all we want. Listen, it was, I think I might have been with Blake here Friday or something. I'm like, come on! No, get out of the way! It hit the turning signal and five driveways down, that's when they decided to turn. Uh, might not have been five, but my, my personality style, patience just don't fit in with it because I, 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 I like to strive to get things done and for excellence and, and stuff like that and patience is my something something I really have to work at sometimes but I I'm I've got to show love it is my calling to show love and to be patient it is your calling to be patient do you know that if you look in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 it says therefore I the prisoner in the Lord, as Paul talking here, urge you to walk worthy of the calling you have received. Your calling. All of us, our calling. What is it? With all humility, or to walk that calling with all humility. Uh, it's not what is it, but it's how we do it. We walk it with humility and gentleness, with patience. Bearing one another with love. Kyle, is it, you ever have those students in school that just completely just irritate you? They turn in papers late maybe all the time. You ever have anybody like that? Return papers late. <laughs> <laughs> walk worthy. Walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another with love. Sarah, you guys ever have any hard to deal with customers at the store? I mean, I, I don't know. You guys are pretty cool. I, I, I work in fast food. and I had a guy throw a Mexican pizza one time up against the wall uh, uh, on me. You guys ever have any hard customers to deal with? Yes, very often. At times, at times. I don't know. 
Okay, okay. And, and co-workers sometimes that we have. But to walk worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. You know, pastoring, you still got to have patience. Yeah, you guys are great. Amen. But there's people that that you deal with sometimes that you got to be patient with. And you got to know when to say things and when not to say things and, and when to urge and stuff. And, you know, let, let me, let, let's, can we be honest here for a second? Uh, okay, you know, part of our job as Christians is we, we you ever heard the saying, lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink? Part of our job as Christians is to exhort or urge them to go the right way, right? Or lead urge the horse to go to water. Anybody ever just feel like, pow! Just smack it on and say, drink! Anybody ever feel like that? Because I do sometimes. Is it just me? Is it just me or are we all like that sometimes? I mean, I, I don't feel like we're softly urging them. I feel like taking a tuba or a plank and just whacking them on the high end and say, drink! That's my entire job. Okay. <laughs> so we're in the same boat. But, but, but this... We've got to show it with love. Why do you think it was the first the Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians thirteen? They call it the love chapter. It's all about love. Why do you think when they was listening them out, patient, being patient was the very first thing that they listened when they put them out? Maybe it's because the flesh wants to focus on I. Amen. The world. And stuff out there, the flesh. But listen, I was driving in the car or riding in the car with Charity yesterday. This is no lie. If I'm hot, she's cold. If she's cold, I'm hot or I'm just right. It's like we can't ever get on the same page. We were sitting at Sonic last night. I think it was. or Maybe we was on our way home and I had the window down. And she was like, uh, just, I'm just a little bit, you know. Uh, and she's like, can you roll that up? And usually she's the one hot and stuff like that. I'm like, put some clothes on, you know? Put something on besides flip-flops or something. Kylie was talking about being cold going to the band competition, and she had flip-flops. I, I wore flip-flops on the bus ride up, so I wouldn't have to wait, bring another pair of shoes with me. But, before I came. I was not cold. But, no socks next time. But ultimately, ultimately... I can say that, but ultimately, we want things our way, and we want for us to be comfortable. Listen, we can't never get the air just right to be pleasing for everybody. It has to be tolerable for some. Some people's doing just great. Some people may be sweating, and some people are just tolerating it. We are in a world that focuses on I, what I want. You know, Burger King, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it your way. Dairy Queen, we'll treat you right. It's all about you, 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 you. But see, patience goes completely away from what I want, okay? Because I wouldn't need patience if I was getting what I want because we would be pedal to the metal where we're going and I would have my own road that would be Brad's Highway and nobody else would be allowed on it and I could go as fast as I wanted and get there in a timely manner, no deer jumping out or anything. They would work for me and revolve around me and be exactly where I wanted them and it would be the quickest route. Unless I wanted to take the scenic view, then they would have an alternate alternate parkway. Amen? Yes. That would be great. But it don't work that way. See, I read to this morning before I came to church that... We need to completely die out and pick up our cross daily. Our cross represents our life. I need to completely die out. The Bible talks about being crucified with Christ. My will completely died out. That's why we need patience. Because I, I need to, for, to uh, because things aren't going to go my way all the time. And to show that love, I need to be able to deal with it without being hard to deal with. And I get that way sometimes. I'm just going to be honest. I think the more comfortable that we get in the world, the more rushed we get. Listen, when I had when I was off work for almost a month to the day because I had COVID, listen, man, I was chilling out. 
Man, I got stuff done. Once the COVID kind of left, I, I had a couple weeks. I'd get winded kind of, but I'd do a little bit. I'd sit down when I wanted. I'd relax when I wanted. I'd sleep when I wanted. You know, I'd get up. I'd get me something to eat when I wanted. If I wanted to mow the yard, I could mow the yard. If I didn't, I didn't have to. You know, I did what I wanted for almost a month straight. And it seemed like, man, things things kind of was awesome. I got caught up on stuff around the house. And, uh, you know, I was hitting a battle plan good, you know, uh, that, that I made. And I had time to read my Bible and do sermons ahead of time and all of this stuff. I go back to work. Hey, Amen. It goes downhill. I start finding myself having to fight for the time. The more comfortable we get, or the the, the, the world, amen, is such a busy place, the world, the world pushes us to be busy. Amen? It pushes us. Listen, I love the fact that my son plays football. I love the fact that my daughter's in the band, and, and 10 years from now when they're out of school and they're doing their own thing, I'm going to miss these days. I miss Blake being in band. But let me tell you what, the month of October has ran us ragged. Football game, band competition, back-to-back -back days, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, then you work during the week and go to church on Sunday when you have time to do anything. The world that we live in keeps us busy. Our family's good stuff keeps us busy. We want things delivered the same day. We get Amazon Prime so we can have two to three day delivery. And let me tell you this right now. If I could go to Walmart and pick it up and have it today, I'm going to Walmart. I don't care. I will spend the five extra bucks most of the time. Let me have it today. Okay? I'll drive to Huntington and get it. Huh? Like yeah, we'll take a color phone that we don't necessarily like because we don't want to wait three days for the color that we really want to come in. Am I right? We get focused on the eye. We want instant results when we go to the gym. Come on. We get on a diet, we would love to lose 50 pounds the first day and be off of it. I heard somebody say last Sunday, three, the first three letters in the word diet was die. But we do. We want instant results. We get on the scale every day, and we would love to see like a five or ten pound difference. But it don't work that way. You know what the average good amount of weight loss is per day, or no, per week is? One to two pounds. Like two pounds in a week. That is not quick enough for me. All right? If I want to chuck ten pounds, let's do it all in a day or two, then we'll have apple pie to celebrate on the third day. <laughs> God wants us to be opposite than the world. The world says speed up. We need to slow down. The best way to combat the fact of having trouble with patience is to slow down. You know, for me, one of the, the only ways that I slow down is when I get sick. When I get sick and it lays me up, I have to slow down. It's almost like God sometimes allows me, maybe he don't put a sickness on me or whatever, but maybe he allows me to get sick a little bit to slow me down because I won't stop. I may watch a lot of TV, but, but I, I won't stop doing things. It's go, go, go. That, that Charity told me yesterday, she's like, you put too much stuff on you because this weekend I, I, I had this whole list of stuff that I needed to do. And it didn't seem like I had time to do it. What is it that tests our patience? These are the things that get in our way in doing what we want when we want. Maybe it's a slow driver uh, not getting our order right uh, at a fast food place or something that slows us down from getting to where we want to be or want to be. These can be dealing with people that are argumentative, know-it-all, don't have the work ethic that you have. Those are all things that can test our patience. We've got to realize that we must die out to Christ and that he's got everything in control. Amen? I don't have to rush if it's uh, impossible for me to get there. I was talking to Charity the other day. We was going down the road, and she was going like two miles over or something. And I'm thinking, or she was going right on the speed limit or something. I'm like, you know the speed limit such and such. 
And, and she was like, you know, you'll only get there like two minutes quicker if you go like this. And, it, and it's probably true, you know, like if you was going 55 as compared to 50, yet five minute drive, it may not even be two minutes quicker, you know. But it seems, oh, it's, it seems like it's going to be such a long time. We've got to realize that God's got everything in control. Maybe that person that's being slow in front of you is keeping you from a wreck, all right? Maybe there is a reason, or maybe it's just a part of life that they're in front of you, amen? But I, it does not give me the excuse to be hard to deal with with my family, with my friends, with people around me. And if Charity was up here right now, she'd be shouting amen. We've got to learn that God is in control of everything and in control of the timing. Examples in the Bible. Jesus was always in control of the self. He spoke with authority, but it wasn't condescending. Okay? He was in control. How many times did he just be quiet? Travis, if somebody was about ready, if you were standing on trial, what would most of us do? We'd be defending ourselves. Amen. I didn't do it. They said I did this. I didn't do it. But Jesus just, they, they, they asked him there one time in the Bible, I think, uh, are you the king of the Jews or whatever? And he was like, I am what they say I am or something like that. You know, he was not condescending. He was calm nature. Listen, he had his moment. Uh, there was a couple times in the Bible where he overthrew the tables Amen. And I make a joke about that, you know, about that, you know, turning tables over or whatever. But that kind of falls into the part to where uh, he didn't take joy in unrighteousness. Amen. That was a good kind of love. Amen. The fact that he got angry at the sin. They were they were uh, making the temple a den of uh, of uh, uh, thieves, and he got mad about it. There's a, I think we can have a righteous kind of anger, but with, with, when life comes, we've got to learn to that God is in control. We've got to model after Jesus. He was always in control. Never in the Bible will you find that Jesus got out of control. Never in the Bible will you, will you see Jesus, say Jesus let a little four-letter bad word slip out because he was so mad. Never in the Bible will you say, uh, will you hear uh, that it said about Jesus that he got mad because he slipped working on a car and hit his knuckles and he threw the wrench across the way. You won't find that. He was always in control. Always. He was always in control. One place that I seen a definition of patient, it said to remain, not recede or flee, to preserve under misfortune, misfortunes and trials, to hold fast to one's faith in Christ, to endure, bear bravely, and calmly ill treatment, uh, treatments. Uh, we've got to be patient. I want to break this down, and I want to give you a scripture to back up. I want to break down being patient into three, th three things that we deal with, okay? Everybody say number one. There's problems that we've got to be patient with, okay? How do we deal with problems? Psalms 31, 14 and 16 says, But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. The course of my life is in your power. Not my power. In your power. That's how we make it through being patient in the problems. Because listen, problems are going to come. Amen. And, and, and uh, I, I've told both Josh and Blake here recently, you know, when, pro, when a bunch of stuff comes, it could be one, uh, maybe you're not living right, God's getting your attention. Or two, maybe it's something that you've done to cause it. Or three, maybe it's just some circumstances. Maybe it's just life. Amen. We need to evaluate ourselves regularly and make sure that we are where we need to be when those things happen. If, if it's something that I've got out of line with, I need to get myself back in line. Amen? Because, uh, but, I, you know, I don't want to have to deal with stuff more than I have to, but if it's just circumstances or something stupid that I've done, God showed me, let me quit. But if it's just life, guess what? The course of my life is in His power. 
And he goes on to say, rescue me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. Psalms 31, 14, and 16. The second thing that we fight patience with is people. It is people. Here's the scripture for that. Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given to me, <laughs> I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly. As God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. How does that pertain to me dealing with people? Guess what? They make mistakes. You make mistakes. We talked about it Wednesday. There is none of us that have a right to throw a stone at anybody over a mistake they've made because we've made some bonehead decisions ourselves. Amen? I was talking about, you know, uh, things uh, that uh, I, I've dealt with and I see, see uh, uh, certain people doing it. Uh, I want to rank their sin. We talked about that Wednesday night. I want to rank it. Oh, that seems huge, horrible. There is no ranking of sin with God. Sin is sin. Amen? And truth be told, I've done some pretty bonehead stuff myself. Amen? How do we deal in being patient with people? we got to be patient with people because God's been patient with us. Amen? We may have done the same exact thing that they've done. <laughs> we want to gripe at people uh, not flipping a turning signal on when they turn, but how many of you have not turned a turning signal on when you turn? Being slow to get out of your way or being slow. Listen, it gets to be on Sunday or you get a vacation day and you just want to go out and cruise and enjoy, enjoy the beautiful uh, atmosphere and everything. You very well may be like one of the people that's keeping you from getting where you want to be because they're just cruising enjoying the day. The third thing that we struggle with being patient with is pain. Pain. Thing, uh, struggles, trials, things like that. Maybe even physical pain. 1 Peter 2.20 For what credit is there if when you do wrong and are beaten, you endure it? But when you do what is good and suffer. Everybody say, and suffer. suffer. If you endure it, this brings favor with God. It's in the Bible. If you suffer, it brings favor with God. If I'm patient, amen, maybe I'm struggling. Uh, listen, I've had this thing with my foot or whatever, and uh, it makes me limp sometimes. I get up in the mornings, I can't hardly walk. And, and that, uh, I talked to a physical therapist that we know uh, here uh, last Sunday, and he said it's like, uh, it looks like it's like six months recovery time, like like six months almost to the day. If I endure it, I'm going to find favor with God. If I'm patient during it, I think we could wrap that up in all of it. If we endure those things, those things that we struggle, that cause us pain, that cause us heartache, maybe it's people making fun of us, maybe it's Maybe it's the, the hard core, uh, the hard uh, uh, co-worker that we got to deal with. If we patient and suffer with that, but be patient while we do it, we're going to find favor with God. I found out in my life that when I start uh, declaring things, Josh talked about speaking things into existence. Amen. I found out when I started declaring the victory over things, God moves. He moves. Because I speak it. And I speak it out and I declare it. That's me enduring it. It may not change that day or that night. Amen. It may be a little bit down the way. There's people that's prayed for years over their spouse to get saved. And finally, 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 years down the road, they finally did. They suffered and held firm to what they was going through, to that agony of their spouse not serving God. And they found favor with him. I want to live a favorable life. Amen? I want to live a favorable life. And I want to find favor. When we suffer, 
we have favor brought uh, brought to us. We must show love and with patience and with and uh, with understanding and just long suffering. I read I read I think it was this week. Uh, it might have been Peter that asked Jesus, uh, "How many times do we forgive? Seven times?" And he said, 70 times seven." We need to keep forgiving, 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 and forgiving. I, I remember a, a story vaguely that I read a long time ago. And uh, they asked this woman, he, he kept doing the same thing like over and over and over again, like leaving his clothes down or something. And they, they asked her how she dealt with that all these years. And she basically, she kept forgiving and forgiving. Amen. You want to know what the key to a healthy marriage is? It's love. Not just, in, not infatuation love. Because listen, infatuation, it'll come and go. Amen. There may be a point in time, uh, there's a point in time to where the, the, the lustful love, amen, it, it may not be there. Amen. But true love, the long-suffering love, the love that's patient, the love that forgives, that when it's there, amen, your marriage will last long. Your relationships with other people will last long. Why do we worry about relationships? Why do we need to worry about that? Our job is to make disciples. Amen? I think all of us are a leader in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's just me with my kids. Amen? There's somebody that I leadership in its simplest form is influence. That's what it is. If you strip everything down of what you think leadership is, whether it's a principal, the president of the United States, or whatever, you strip it all down, the simplest form of leadership is influence. Who do you have influence over? You better have influence over your kids. Amen? And if I'm called to be a leader, i got to be patient with them. Amen? i got to show them love. I believe God is a relational God. He wants us to have relations, a relationship with people. I think the enemy has fought with COVID because he's trying to strip that away. Stay away from people. Six feet. Wear your mask. Stay at home every time you get. I think it's a tactic of the enemy to break down the relationship walls that God wants us to have. To, I, see, the devil wants to isolate when God wants to bring together. In unity. Amen. We got to have love. That's what love is. Love is being patient. No matter how much anybody irritates you, sometimes you may be the biggest witness that anybody will ever see. They, they're sinners you may work with that may not ever read a chapter in a Bible, but they see your life. And they may know that you go to church. How are they going to know anything about Jesus if you're not showing them who Jesus is through your life? You should look different. Amen? In some way, shape, or form. They should know there is something different about you. Let's be long-suffering. Listen, this hits me in the face and it is hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. But we actively try. If we don't know what we ever need to work on, then we don't ever work on anything, right, Amanda? I'm sure as we're talking today that there's been things that pop up in our mind. Oh, <laughs> I struggle with this. Listen, I, 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 can I be honest with you? I ain't been in the best of moods this weekend. I haven't. I haven't. Me and Charity, we, we, well, we've been together at the football game and stuff like that. I haven't. I haven't been in a good mood. I've had to apologize to her. Probably just end up apologize again. I, uh, I just I, I haven't been in the best best of moods when when things when things just get to weighing on me and I get busy and it seems like I things get a little bit out of control. I, I want to get uh, everybody's free game. I want to use the nice shotgun method and just you know you're not doing this, you're not doing that, you're not doing this. Uh, yeah, and that's an area I got to work on. Amen. But I want to show. I want my family. To see the love of God in me. Amen. I mean, wait, wait, I, I'm being real with you this morning. I struggle with that. Amen. I struggle with that. Let's all stand if we would. We're going to do some worship here in just a little bit. But...
Maybe you're here this morning and you need prayer for something in your life. Amanda, if you would go ahead and just come to the piano. Just kind of, just, it could just be some chords, just kind of softly. We'll get the praise team up a little bit, but I want to give you an opportunity to come and pray this morning. Maybe there's something you're struggling with uh, that you're having a hard time being patient with. Maybe you need to come this morning. Would you come and let's get this taken care of and get it under the blood right now? Father God, I pray that you forgive me of any sins in my life. Let me be who you want me to be, and I pray, Spirit, that you just flood through this place and just touch each and every person. Let your will be done. Search each and every one of our hearts, Father God, and, and weed out the, the lack of patience that we have. Father, just take it. Let us remember the next time a situation comes to be patient, to show your love. That's what it's ultimately about. Why do we do that? Because we want to show your love. We want to be who you want us to be. That's what it should be. Let us be like that this morning. Man, can we sing just a little bit, just a verse or something of something?
Thank you. 